Hello and welcome to What's the Story Ghost? I'm your host Annette. And I'm Stephen. And today we are on episode 44. Stephen, Annette. do you know how often we do these intros and I try so hard not to sound like an anchor woman? Uh, do you know anything about the Chateau de Brice? No, you said Brissac. it earlier and I thought you said Chateau de Brie and I was like, ooh, bit of cheese. <laughs> now, this is uh, predominantly a French episode. Uh, I won't be speaking in French, that would just be hilarious. Me? But I will, <laughs> I will probably. I will probably butcher a couple of names, I do apologise. And just a teeny tiny ex- uh, disclosure, um, I do obviously mention, I was going to say, I didn't want to say that the girl gets murdered, but we're like a paranormal podcast, so somebody has to die for there to be a ghost, but I do mention a little bit. I don't know where to put it, or where to warn you that it is, because it's kind of scattered throughout. So just be mindful of that if you want to skip this episode, that's cool. We crack on? Crack on. Everyone thinks they want the fairy tale ending. But what is the fairy tale ending? We never see past the wedding day. Speaking from a female perspective, as that's all I know, I grew up with two different versions. The princess meets her prince, or princess, or they're them. Whether it's a chance encounter at the village market, you both reach for the same potion bottle of perfume to attract your true love. And there's literal electricity when your fingers accidentally touch. Your family and their family happen to be from rival kingdoms, but your love unites the two strong families. Or the other version, you're groomed to one day be queen. Expectations begin even before you are born and you are betrothed from the day of your naming ceremony. You're reluctant to make eye contact with this person you're supposed to spend the rest of your life with knowing nothing of their morals or their valour or their loyalty. Only when you look up, you see the hero who saved you in the woods from your spooked runaway horse only the day before. But what happens if your fingers accidentally touch and there's no spark, no love, no joining of kingdoms? Or you look up and standing in front of you is the cruel monster from the woods you caught beating one of his servants for spilling wine on his boot. Most of us have seen the movies or read the stories of damsels in distress who are eventually rescued by the hero on a mighty steed. But what about the ones who aren't rescued? I can't be the only person who ever wonders what happens after the fairy tale wedding. I went to France when I was 13. Looking back, I was far too young to understand the sheer beauty of the city I was in, even when I was standing mere feet away from the Mona Lisa. Don't get me wrong, we did the Eiffel Tower, Arc de Triomphe, and of course the Louvre Museum. But it was only when I stood in front of the Palace of Versailles that I was really intrigued. And then we went to Loire Valley, and for two whole days I was a goddamn princess, walking around so many chateaus. Little did I know how many hearts were broken in the same footprints I was taking. The Chateau de Brissac is a French chateau that was built in the 11th century. Though the history of the seven-storey masterpiece is full of battles fought with the English, religious civil wars casting the fortress into ruins, and the chateau nearly being demolished only to be saved by the king and restored, we're only going to focus on a tiny fragment of time that this chateau has lived through. Charles VII of France married his second cousin, Marie of Anjou, on the 18th of December, 1422, 
and together they had 14 children. But Charles, like most men of the time and his nobility, had a mistress. In fact, he had two, and those two were cousins, but I digress. Charles and his mistress, Agnes Sorel, had three daughters, one of which was Charlotte, born in 1446. Charlotte was said to be beautiful. Being born illegitimate tends to cast a shadow over most, but it is said that Charlotte was viewed in a different light. Oh yes, the Queen knew of her husband's extramarital romances, but the fact of the matter was Marie adored Charlotte. I'm not saying Marie loved the fact that her husband took lovers, but she made the most of her circumstances. She was Queen, but he was the King. Through the years, the love affair drove Louis, the king's eldest son, crazy. There was no love lost between Louis and Agnes. He absolutely despised her and wasn't shy about telling his father, growing angrier and becoming more vocal as he got older. At age 16, Louis took part in an uprising which sought to neutralise Charles and install Louis as regent of France. The uprising failed and Louis was forced to submit to the king, who of course chose to forgive him. But as a result of his unsavoury scheming, which included disrespectful behaviour directed at his father's beloved mistress Agnes, Louis was ordered out of court on the 27th of September 1446, the year his half-sister Charlotte was born. Why am I focusing on Louis when I should be talking about Charlotte? It is relevant, I promise. While pregnant with their fourth child, Agnes journeyed from Chinon in midwinter to join Charles on the campaign of 1450, wanting to be with him as moral support. But she suddenly became ill and went into labour. And after giving birth, she and her daughter died on the 9th of February 1450. She was only 28 years old. While this tragedy was originally thought to be dysentery, forensic scientists today suggest she may have been poisoned but it was also a rumour back then too. At this stage, Lewis had been in revolt against his father for the previous four years. It's been speculated that he had Agnes poisoned in order to remove what he may have considered her undue influence over the king. Lewis was never cruel to Agnes in the name of his mother. Lewis only had his own interests at heart, as Agnes was someone the king had come to rely on for advice and guidance and she was not inclined to speak highly of Lewis. In fairness, one of the reasons he was sent away was because he had run after Agnes with a dagger, so... You're probably wondering if that's the reason I mentioned Lewis's disdain for Agnes. It's actually not, but we'll come back to that. Charlotte was all but four years old when her mother died. I wonder if that's why the Queen had such a soft spot for her, knowing that she would need a strong female presence in her life. In 1462, a marriage was arranged between Charlotte, now 16 years old, and Jacques de Brise, a nobleman aged around 22. This was no match made in heaven, or a union designed by the fates themselves, unless the fates had a really odd sense of humour. It was claimed that the marriage was politically motivated, and that the two did not love each other. They would go on to live at the Chateau Brissac. Now, it's not like in the movies where they were from different worlds, but would try and show an interest in each other's hobbies. No, no, they lived happily separate lives. Charlotte liked the life of sophistication that came with being at court, so a drafty castle in the countryside was not what she had hoped for. 
She found her new husband's character boorish, and time spent together did not change that, as there was no time spent together. Jacks liked to hunt and be outdoors. He had many estates and would spend most of his time tending to them, and had little, if no time at all, for the refined court life his wife was accustomed to. But he is said to have written a very loving poem about hunting, so... The years went by, and they stayed unhappily married, living their own separate lives, while still performing their obligations as husband and wife, and had six children together. Because, you know, that was the way things were done. What's the point of titles and lands if you have no legacy to pass it to, even if you and your wife shared no love for one another? Alone and lonely in this big castle, Charlotte began to enjoy the company of one of her husband's huntsmen, Pierre who just happened to be her husband's foster brother. He was said to be handsome and cultivated. He gave all of his attention to the unhappy and lonely Charlotte, and before they could stop themselves, they became entangled in a passionate affair. And then sometime between the night of May 31st and the morning of June 1st, something terrible happened. May 31st, Jax returns home from a long hunting trip, He had dinner with his wife, and he went to his chambers. It was well known the couple did not share a bedroom. In the middle of the night, Jacques was said to be woken by a servant, who would go on to inform him that his wife was having an affair. Jacques burst into his wife's chambers and caught the couple red-handed, and in a fit of rage, he took his anger out on his wife and her lover Pierre. He didn't love her. But damn it, she was his wife. How could she betray him like that? And for his foster brother? But by the time Jacques had finished his angry ramblings, he stepped back and saw what he had done. You see, Jacques didn't just enter Charlotte's chambers with a sharp tongue. He had brutally stabbed them over and over with either his sword or his axe. That part of the story remains unconfirmed. Now let's recap for a moment. He's just killed his wife and her lover, brutally. He's a nobleman, held in high regard, which means his reputation is everything. And Charlotte is the now king's half-sister, and he has murdered her. Oh, but wait. Louis hated Agnes Sorel, and he never knew Charlotte, so there was no love lost there. It seemed his hatred for his father's mistress just passed on to Charlotte because murdering even a half-sister to the king would be grounds for death. Instead, King Louis sentenced Jack to imprisonment, a fine, and his lands were seized. But he only served four years in prison, was fined £100,000, a drop in the bucket, I imagine, and his lands were seized but immediately returned to his eldest son, Louis. So really, did he lose his lands? He returned to the Chateau de Brissac, But his stay was not long or pleasant even compared to prison, as he was apparently plagued by the wails and cries of both his wife and her lover's ghosts. Charlotte's ghost has reportedly remained in the tower above the castle chapel since the night of her murder. Saddest part of it all, her lover Pierre's spirit appears to have been able to move on and he is no longer stuck. Charlotte may, however, be trying to avenge both their deaths, This is why I believe spirits have no concept of time. Jacques, her murderer, is long dead, and her half-brother, King Louis, who cared so little for her, is gone as well. I'm not sure how else she can avenge her death. 
Nowadays she's seen floating through the castle, wearing what I can only imagine was once probably a beautiful green dress, but it's hard to see past the shocking sight of her once beautiful face. It's said she's missing her eyes and nose, and her body is covered in gaping wounds from the injuries she sustained when she was murdered. See, this is the shocking truth behind royal or noble weddings of the past. It was rare to marry for love, and even if you did, you were not always guaranteed your children would be so lucky, because political agendas were what made the world go round. Myself, I didn't have a fairy tale wedding. I just had an excellent day with my fun person to do life with. Did you think of that story? I'm Stephen. <laughs> Isn't that heartbreaking? That was a great story. That's so, so sad. I was like really getting into reading it because it turns out that Agnes Sorel is like the first, I think, oh, I might get this wrong, but she was the first official titled mistress. Like she was the chief mistress. Oh, so she was the one best of... mistress. <laughs> um, I should mention also, the other mistress that he took was her cousin, but she, he didn't have them both at the same time. He didn't take on a second mistress until after uh, Agnes had passed away. But Agnes was a lady in waiting for the queen, and he started an affair with her. The queen yeah. knew, but, you know, you kind of just have to deal the cards that you're dealt. I mean, being a queen is not the easiest job in the world. Being a princess is not the easiest job in the world because your husband is always the... Unless you're playing chess. If you're playing chess, the queen mm. is... The cheese. It depends on the, the lineage. Like, the queen that just passed away was the big cheese. Mm, she'd be having a not higher regard. And I don't mean that, like, to sound badly against the king, but her dad would have been yeah. the higher patriarchy. Mm-hmm. Um, and her eldest then takes the reign, and then Charles the Third? I think it's Charles the Third. Her uh, son now? Yeah, yeah he's the new king. Be, so, yeah. whoever his eldest son is, William. he's next in line. And then William's kids. Yeah. So there's some poor duke who's like 57 in line. See, this is why I understand Frozen. I do. I understand Frozen. I get it. When you have 17 brothers and you're kind of like, I'm never going to be the king of anybody. Mm. I'll just go and dupe some poor girl out of it. Mm. Have you... Have people visited this place? Is oh, there yeah. sightings of Stephen, people? Stephen, I think I was there. Yeah. Because I was so young when we went. And I'll be honest with you. It, we did a lot of walking, and at 13, I, I, I didn't want to be walking. And the Eiffel Tower, to be fair, when you're standing in the middle, underneath the four posts, you realise how goddamn big that thing is. But it wasn't really, you know, it wasn't tickling my Disney princess feels as much as the castle or the Versailles, which is why I love the Royal Hospital in Kilmainham. It's like a little mini, no, I'd say mini, mini Versailles Gardens, because that thing's freaking huge. But I think I was there. Ugh, how do I explain this? I recognise a ceiling, but I don't know if, like, it's not like houses know, today where all the are, ceilings are designed the same. Ceilings, ceilings are usually like quite unique, aren't they? Yeah. 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 But yeah, you know, you can go and visit there today. I think it's something like somewhere between 11 and 17 euro or something like that. We have very different experiences of our visits to France. Why? Because you went to Ver- the Gar- Versailles Gardens and the Eiffel Tower, and I went to St. Hilaire and ran off a cliff strapped to a big kite. I got to be a princess. You got to be... You got to be... Okay, <laughs> that's the new Disney movie, The Princess and the Eagle. It mm-hmm. worked with the princess and the frog. Have you any characters for me? I know there was a couple in there. Uh, yeah, so the three main ones, and I'm going back, and I've started doing this now. I've just picked a, a series I've watched and take some good characters out of it. And I don't know how to pronounce this because you know I like watching the Danish 
the Danish movies. Oh, the stuff that means that you have to actually engage yeah, in what you're watching. I have to. Well, basically, I'm not. I'm. I'm you're not I'm, watching. You're reading. I'm reading while there's <laughs> Danish accents in the background. Yeah. Um, but Charlotte, the main character. Yeah. I think a woman called Brigitte Hart Sorensen. I love that first name, Brigitte. Brigitte. Yeah, I think it's a really um, pretty first name. Who played the character Katrine in Borgen? Oh, oh, I know her. Have I? Why do I feel like I've seen because her? Because you've probably been looking over my shoulder watching Borgen. Yeah, Pretty Blonde shows up on your phone. I'm obviously going to be all mm-hmm. like, who's that? Oh, she's very pretty. So you guys can't see this, but I've just Googled who she is. Because as much as I love her name, I don't know who she is. She's very pretty. She was in, she's in tons of stuff. Go on anyway. Okay. So then her husband. Okay. Uh, Soren Malling, who plays Torben in the same series. Soren is a dirty name. Yeah. Does he play her husband in the... No, he's actually her boss in some one of the series. And then, oh, have you got yeah. some weird little daydream going on there where you wish they'd hook up or something? Uh, no, because he, in the actual one, he actually has an affair with her. Oh. Um, but... Um, well, then he could be the king and then she could be Agnes. <laughs> yeah. Actually, stick no, Agnes is... Um, okay. Sorry. My father just Cathy Bates for Agnes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then... For the Pierre parts, and I'm definitely not saying this right, but Pilo Asbach, who in this series plays Casper, who initially was Brigitte's significant other or lover. Love interest. Yeah, love yeah. interest, okay. until they went, and then she went elsewhere. I really hope nobody else is watching this and you're not creating spoilers, or they're mishearing you and thinking that there's an affair going on and it's not actually going on, and they're sitting there waiting, going, when's she going to hook up with her boss? She doesn't hook up with her boss. Uh, that's a really good lineup. I like that. Um, the reason I said uh, Kathy Bates should play Agnes is because Agnes is badass. Now, I have two things I want to say about this episode. Okay. One, don't cheat on your husband. Just don't do it. I don't cheat on anybody. Just don't cheat on anybody. If you are unhappy, and you, I know back then it was a different time, and divorce was a dirty word, but adultery is also another dirty word because it was weird. I couldn't get any information on Jacques through the English Wikipedia. Whereas when I just typed in his name and his name alone, no, because then it gave me somebody's LinkedIn profile. When I typed in his name and the year around about that I was looking for, it gave me the French Wikipedia, which I then translated to English and it gave me so much more information. If you're looking for someone from a different country, look up that country's Wikipedia and then translate it. It was brilliant. I found loads of information. I didn't know what year he was born. I didn't know the fine that he was asked. I don't know if the fine was 100,000 back then or 100,000 now. I take back my words and saying it was dropping, it was a drop in the bucket if it wasn't based on 100,000 pound today because if it was 100,000 pound back then, it is 185 million today. So that may not have been such a drop in the bucket. Mm. But the king was happy to let him go. He was just kind of like, look, I didn't even like it. Either you, buddy. I know. What the hell? Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't fall down a rabbit hole this week. What? I do apologise. I actually like putting that little bit of music in because it's kind of cool. Mm. Um, but I am contemplating working on kind of like an extension of the rabbit hole that I fell down, but I don't seem to be falling down more list rabbit holes lately. It seems to be actual stories. Like I fell down a rabbit hole about Agnes Sorrell. Um, so I was thinking either setting up one of the two episodes that we post a week one episode will be based primarily on something historical and then one episode will be based on something 
paranormal. So one episode is a spook and one episode is yeah, um, history-based? Yeah, well, I mean, it, like history, paranormal, paranormal history. Paranormal mm. history. Um, because what I find is not everyone wants to listen to as much history as I want to talk about. <laughs> so I figure if I separate them, it'll make it easier. So, But again, it's only something in the pipeline. Um, but that is the rabbit hole I fell down. I decided to set up a whole other channel for the, pro- the podcast because... I don't know, ever since I stopped going to school, learning has been fun because there's no grade behind it and there's no one standing over my shoulder going, you failed. I'm like, it's English. You can't fail English. It's subjective. Uh, I think we'll finish up there. Unless you have any questions for me. Uh, no. Oh, all good. Yeah. Exit jingle. No, <laughs> Say your words. So thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you have any questions regarding today's or any other episodes, please feel free to DM us. It's What's the Story Ghost. Uh, our email is whatstoryghost at gmail.com if you have any personal stories you would like to share. Uh, there's only three links, but I'll stick them in the description. And those are all my words. Exit jingle. Exit jingle. Alrighty then. Bye. Bye.